0: This is DJ, Dr. Chris, and it's
1: your favorite nurse practitioner, Brie.
0: Today, I'll be talking about dietary fats and migraines.
1: And I will be discussing postpartum depression.
0: And after that, we'll pop up a bottle and see what comes out. Are you ready? So ready. Okay, Brie, here we are on location, Hampton social. How are you doing?
1: I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, I love this place. I love Hampton Social. It's like one of my favorite places because of the food and the background. The ambiance is really fun and cool. And we decided instead of just like talking about restaurants, like why don't we go to restaurants
0: and record and eat and drink? Yeah, well, we're outside, so we actually have some decent uh, sound quality here. We hope. <laughs> we hope. And the other thing is, um, it's cold. <laughs> yes this is the time of year there's like one week in florida well south florida where it gets like 40 degrees that's this week, and
1: i get to wear my sweaters
0: <laughs> yeah. all the locals are all bundled up and all the people that are down visiting are in shorts and flip-flops <laughs> so fun yeah. all right so uh do you want to go
1: yeah i will start okay so guys with your weekly dose of bs um, I'm going to talk about something pretty, pretty serious. Um, I experienced probably what you would consider baby blues, but slight of this, not like full blown, but this is something dealing with mental health this week. And, um, I think it's very near and dear to my heart and other people. Cause I was actually nervous about this before I even got pregnant because of the way my hormones were. Um, so with postpartum depression, according to the um, Mayo Clinic, it, is, it only happens after a woman or it's triggered after a woman has given birth. Um, it could be a jumble of powerful emotions from excitement and joy to fear and anxiety. And it's not like the normal type of feelings that you would associate depression with. Sometimes this goes undiagnosed, which is, or misdiagnosed as well. Um, so most new moms experience baby blues after childbirth. That's very common. That includes like mood swings, crying spells, anxiety, difficult sleeping. Baby blues usually happen within the first to two days after birth. And then, um, lasts about two weeks. However, with some moms, it can last longer than that. And that is what they would consider as depression and postpartum depression. There is something that is worse than that. It's a little bit further. Um, It's called postpartum psychosis. And that happens after childbirth. That is very rare, but that is the most serious form of the category. I call it like a little triad. Like it's the baby blues, the depression, and then psychosis. Um, it's not something that anyone should be ashamed of. I think people should actually speak on this more often. So that way women know that they are not alone. Um, if you've ever experienced this, I would love for y'all to write me on our Instagram page and it's an email just so, you know, you're not alone. And like, I know there's communities out there that you can talk, talk about this with other people. So that way you understand that this is normal it's a part of the afterbirth I think they call it the fourth trimester that like when you're pregnant like you literally see the doctor all the time and then when you have the baby you see them like once at six weeks like this is something I feel like needs to be brought to life a little bit more and our you know females like help should be more recognized because I know they do those screening tools but honestly, do you really answer those questions? So you're the best of your ability. I know I didn't because I was nervous that they may think I was depressed and they may take my baby away. That like thought crossed my mind while wow. I was filling out some of those questionnaires, but, um, some of the symptoms of the baby blues, like I said, it could be mood swings, anxiety, sadness, irritability, feeling overwhelmed, crying, Um, reduced concentration appetite problems or trouble sleeping now with depression which is a little bit more serious and it lasts a little longer you hear ellie she's over here like mom look at all this (laughs) stuff that's going on um this is um depressed mood or severe mood swings excessive crying difficulty bonding with your baby withdrawing from family and friends loss of appetite or eating much more than usual, inability to sleep, insomnia or sleeping too much, overwhelming fatigue or loss of energy, reduced interest and pleasure in activities that you used to enjoy, intense irritability and anger, fear that you're not a good mother, hopelessness, feeling of worthlessness, shame, guilt and inadequacy, diminished ability to think clearly, concentrate or make decisions. Restlessness, severe anxiety or panic attacks, thoughts of harming yourself or your baby, re- recurrent thoughts of suicide. Um, um, pretty much that's like the depression. But that last part with the severe anxiety attack, thoughts of harming your baby or suicide, it also goes on to the psychosis, which is the psychosis, which is very rare, but it is out there and it can happen. Um, That is when you have confusion, disorientation, obsessive thoughts about your baby, hallucinations and delusions, sleep disturbances, excessive energy or agitation, paranoia, attempts to harm yourself or your baby. Um, Psychosis can be life-threatening. And if that happens, you need to be treated or if you have a loved one that has this, they need to have treatment for sure, so far, so fast, like there's no like, well, maybe she'll get better, she just needs to sleep. Um, so with that being said, there are resources out there. Um, I know from the Mayo Clinic, like I said, this is where I'm getting my information from, there's a hotline that you can call, um, talk to a close friend, talk to a minister, like even, like I said, you can reach out to me and I can give you some of the situations that I had and that I went through. Um, but this is something that I feel like every woman goes through if they have children and it's just not brought to light that often. Cause a lot of people don't like to talk about depression cause they feel like they're weak and this is not a weakness. This is a chemical imbalance. Let me tell you.
0: Yeah. it's unfortunate a lot of the mental disturbances, I guess you could call it sort of get, um, I think people feel guilt about that being that way. And it's like, um, I think it's hard for people outside to understand. And then you think, oh, you can just just be over by now. I, you know, it kind of gets brushed under the rug a little bit too much. So I'm glad you're bringing this to light. You mentioned something about um, the follow up with a physician, right? Do you feel like there should be more follow ups? Is, is that do you think part of it? Do you think that'd be more beneficial?
1: I do. I know it's a lot having a newborn and I just remember having been like, oh, I don't wanna go to the doctor today. Like I just don't have a chance to get my life together but there should be more of a follow-up. I feel like you should follow up at four weeks. You should follow up at eight weeks and then you should follow up at 12 weeks. There needs to be more of a follow-up. I will say personally, um, like I said, I'm very, I'm educated in this. So I know what the questionnaires are looking for. So like when I was filling that out, I was like, I can't say I'm sad, even though I am sad. I can't say that I'm having mood swings, even though I am having mood swings, because I don't want to trigger a flag on my chart. And then they think that something's wrong with me and they take my baby girl away from me. So you I feel like you should watch your loved one closely. I'm not saying hover over them because they probably need space. But look for signs and symptoms. You should be supportive. That's the whole point of having loved ones around. They're supposed to support the mother in the afterbirth because it's hard. You have all these hormones raging. You don't know what's left from right, up and down. One, you're not sleeping. Two, this person that was inside of you is no longer inside of you. And you're looking at this little human and you're like, who are you? This baby's a complete stranger to you. (laughs) And that whole moment of, Like when you first saw your baby, like I cried when I first saw her and I told my mom this, I said, I love her. And I was like, and she's beautiful. And I'm, I know she's mine, but she doesn't feel like she's mine. And it's a weird feeling.
0: I know what you mean. I, I felt like year one was difficult for me, you know, I guess to bond with Sophie now like i'm like head over heels and she can have the world you know uh you know i think my wife really enjoyed the first year the most you know uh Mm -hmm. but for me it was like i wanted to be able to interact more you know so Mm -hmm. i don't know i think that's normal i think everyone's got their little stages that you can really but for
1: moms they some people and if you read online they can make you feel really guilty because they make birth seem like this magical thing that happens and you have this instant connection and overflowing love that you feel when you have the baby i just don't feel like that happened for me like i said i love her to death i have it more now and now that i've i'm what four months out because she's like four months old she'll be four months old on monday um I have a different bond with her now mm-hmm. and a different type of feeling and love for her than I did at day one, day two, day three. It was totally different. And now that I look back, I was in like a baby blues, depressional state and I'm finally getting out of it. And I thank my parents every day. And I think my mother-in-law, because like with me, if my parents hadn't been there, my, I think my depression or baby blues would have been a lot
0: worse. Yeah. Having a support network network is just so amazing. And like, I, you know, we are lucky too to have, you know, parents in the picture that were able to help out. And I, I don't know how people do it without a support I network. It's I I mean, not like more power I was to just you. Like,
1: there's no way I could do this by myself. Like, this yeah. is just a mess yeah.
0: like this is,
1: like I was like, when can I take a shower? Like, <laughs> like I need to go pee. But the baby's crying and I can't even go to the bathroom by myself. Oh, no,
0: I mean, just the, the lack of sleep alone. I mean, when you're talking about all the symptoms. Uh, I mean, lack of sleep can be attributed to probably a lot of those even even hallucination. You don't sleep mm-hmm. for a couple of days. You'll start hallucinating.
1: And I used to hear things, which is crazy. But yeah. then I think that was just me being like overly anxious thinking somebody's going to take the baby
0: yeah yeah
1: so i want to like protect the baby and i want it, like i still am like that like i was going to try to get her to sleep in her crib but i think i'm gonna wait a couple more weeks i'm not ready for that um but she it makes me nervous her being she's literally right down the hallway y'all it's not like she's like far far away she's right down the hallway but i'm scared I'm going to miss something or someone's going to like be in her room. And I didn't know. And then they take her and they sneak out the window and then my baby's gone.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. I've realized that parenthood is just um, being chronically scared and nervous and paranoid. Like, even when this is
1: why I drink, I'll probably be drinking more now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of, should we just go ahead and pop that rosé open now?
1: Chris, we're not even going to lie to the listeners. We've already been drinking. <laughs> we're like three bottles in right now. Um, if you do not know, every day um, between four and three, three and six at Hampton Social is happy hour. And they have half off bottles of rosé, half off certain liquors and um, beers, Right.
0: I think and so. then they have
1: some food, but I wasn't even looking at the food. So we yeah. have, we're on our third bottle of the half off bottles.
0: We have other people with us, just so you know, <laughs> not just the two but of us. Is
1: Chris and I and my husband, the only one drinking. So it's really just Chris and I drinking. <laughs> oh, no, Juliana's having some. She's well, having tequila. Not, yeah. Oh, not <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh,
0: well, okay. So that was a pretty heavy topic there. It was. Anything else you want to say on that?
1: No, I, like I said, if, you know, you need help, please don't be embarrassed or afraid. Please reach out to us and let us know if there's anything we can do. We'll be, like, happy to talk to you more about it. We'll be happy to um, do more research. I would be happy to do more research on, like, why this happens, like, what triggers everything. Like, we know why it happens because of hormonal imbalances, but, like, why some people are most susceptible than other people, Um and then the other thing I was thinking, like, if you've ever experienced depression or postpartum depression, please contact us. Cause then we can bring you on the podcast and you can give your story inside of the yeah, story. Share experience. Like, I just remember this is my last story. And then I'm like, you know, Chris talk in the rehab corner, but <laughs> this was the scariest moment for me. Like, I remember it was at night and I just started crying and my mom looked at me and was like, why are you crying? I'm like, I don't know. I just don't want it to be nighttime. And then I remember being like, I'm leaving. And she was like, where are you going? And I'm like, I don't know. And she goes, are you coming back? And I was like, I think so. And I grabbed my purse, I got in my car and I just drove. And I just kept driving until I, and I ended up, of course, because I'm fat, I ended up at the, the McDonald's parking lot. I ordered some French fries and I just sat there and cried and ate my fries because I did not want to be at home with my family with my husband or with my baby. I didn't wanna be anywhere near that. And then finally I finished my fries and drove home. I sat in the garage for a little bit and then I got, I came back into the house and I dealt with it. Looking back on it, I think it was just, I was just very overwhelmed with everything that was going on. And nighttime was the worst for Elizabeth. She would not sleep and all she did was cry at night because she did not want to sleep in her bassinet. And the doctor, the pediatrician gave me a lot of pressure about sleeping in the bassinet and not to co-sleep. And that is hard because when she was laying in the bed with us, she slept four hours, maybe five. But when we laid her in that bassinet, she screamed bloody murder. And I did not want to deal with that. So many nights all i did was sit up in the bedroom with the tv on watching tv with her in the bed with me so she would go to sleep and i never slept so like thinking about everything i can see why stuff is triggering i can see why it happens i see why women just leave and don't come back i don't blame them sometimes you just want to go and just be by yourself and i just want people to know that this is all normal and if you have a similar story or something different call let's talk about it and bring more awareness to the situation
0: <laughs> i'm sorry it kind of reminds me of that movie will smith where it's like zombie apocalypse and he's like in an apartment alone by himself uh, in new york city and at night the zombies come out and they're like all screaming yes and you're just like why <laughs> he's just like in the bathtub covering his ears What was that movie? Uh, I don't remember what it's called.
1: I can't remember what it was called, but I remember I liked it. It was good. Because of the dog.
0: Yeah, it was freaky. (laughs) So after your French fries and your McDonald's parking lot experience, did you have a migraine?
1: No, I just, (laughs) I don't know what I did. Like I said, I came back in the house and took care of my responsibilities.
0: That's my attempt at a segue into the rehab corner. Yeah, oh,
1: well,
0: then let's go through the rehab, because I did not catch that. <laughs> <laughs> so that rosé. So, uh, OK, so migraines, headaches are triggered by lots of things. Um, so some examples, there's something called cervicogenic headache, where the muscles in the back of your head get stiff and cause some pressure and give you a headache. Uh, obviously, there's sinus issues, uh, allergy issues. There's a lot of different triggers for headaches. But one that's not really talked about is your diet. So, um, you know, me, I'm not big on the polyunsaturated fatty acids. That's where I'm going with that. That means the, the vegetable oils. Okay. So, uh, so polyunsaturated fatty acids and saturated fatty acids are kind of basically two categories of fats that we're supposed to ingest. They're both essential. We need them both. But in certain ratio, so we're kind of talking about the omega three to six ratio. So, so the uh, linoleic acid is the omega six, which is the polyunsaturated fatty acid that you'll find in vegetable oil, canola oil, corn oil, soybean oil, safflower oil, rice bran oil. There's like eight of them. Anyways, um, the we used to be closer to like a one to one ratio. That's our normal human diet. But over the past few decades that ratio has been blown out of the water something like a 20 to one with omega-6 6 being way higher. All right. So the problem with that is that these polyunsaturated fatty acids found in vegetable oils trigger oxidative stress. So oxidative stress is like, if you see a banana turn brown or apple, our car rusting. That's all oxidation. It's just a chemical reaction happens in our bodies as well. So as you age, your skin might get those like aging spots, like liver spots, they might call them. That's oxidative stress. And that's just what we see. Oxidative stress can have like a cascade of effects on the body. It's part of why we age. And in fact, that's why, you know, it's important to have antioxidants. It it buffers the oxidation. So anyways, if you have a diet that's really high in these PUFAs, these omega-6 linoleic acids, you're causing chronic inflammation and oxidative stress to the body. And the problem with that is um, you have a nerve called your vagus nerve, which starts from your brain, goes down, innervates lots of different organs. And one of the systems that innervates is your gut. So the gut microflora, we're finding out more and more, is super important, and it's probably the root cause of so many diseases. But anyways, chronic inflammation can uh, travel upwards through your vagus nerve and they've actually done vagotomies, a removal of the vagus nerve, and stop this inflammation. But anyways, uh, the inflammation travels up to your brain and can cause all kinds of issues, such as Alzheimer's and brain fog, cognitive, you know, deficits and dementia. But one of the things it can also do is cause migraines. So that's just one thing I wanted to point out. If you're eating a lot of fried food. Um, like mcdonald's fries and you're getting unexplained headaches maybe you know cut that out for a little bit see what happens um, well, i don't
1: eat that much fried food so my main <laughs> weakness is french fries i will go ahead and say that
0: i know they're tasty uh but the problem here is that this stuff it used to be like a machine lubricant these seed oils are called uh it used to be used for lamp fluid oil, basically lamp oil. Oh, nasty. Yeah, and it's made its way into our food supply. And now it's like basically in everything. So if you have something, you're eating something that's packaged that has a list of ingredients, check out those ingredients. It's almost guaranteed you're going to find one of those soybean oil, safflower oil is usually the most common. If you're eating fried food, it's usually cooked in canola oil. So this stuff is everywhere. It's even I just like unless you're getting organic peanut butter, it's in peanut butter. It's in hummus. It's it's everywhere. Um, so it's kind of a sneaky little compound that does, you know, massive damage to our bodies. And on top of all that, a diet high in these PUFAs can also lead to obesity. And what we found out is that a fat molecule is almost like its own endocrine organ. It actually secretes cytokines. A cytokine is a, a, um, a signaling molecule that triggers inflammation. So being obese will trigger chronic inflammation, So just another reason to cut out the seed oils.
1: I mean, you keep saying that,
0: but we'll see. I need to do a little bit more research on that. I can send you tons of research on it. I'm I'm sure sure you can,
1: but I'm probably not going to change. Actually, I may change because I'm actually going to go see, which we will talk about that a little bit more once we pop open our next bottle
0: of (laughs) wine. (laughs) Oh, two other things, too. these seed oils can also damage your LDL molecule. That's sort of the quote unquote, bad cholesterol, which is another thing that's a little nuanced, but that's the stuff that can really lead to plaques in your arteries. If you, you know, if you have a diet high in these uh, polyunsaturated fatty acids, it will also um, worsen any kind of insulin resistance. So that's the, the pre pre diabetes basically. You know, so, well, diabetes is insulin resistance. So this is another molecule that will contribute to insulin resistance. So that's just bad. It's just a bad thing. Oh, Well,
1: thanks, Chris. <laughs> you that got was it. very informative, but I probably will still eat these shrimp fries and I
0: literally saw your hand in them too. So I had a couple. <laughs> 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 All right, let's pop this next one open. All right, Brie, which one did you open?
1: Um, well, we just ordered, it's called Rider. So I apparently, it um, switches, I guess, if they run out of the rosé. I mean, I know we didn't drink that many bottles, but <laughs> this bottle we're opening, is <laughs> we called Rider. Um, It's a Pinot Noir rosé. Not my favorite. The first bottle we had, oh, I wish he took the bottle away. Let me see if I can. Um...
0: Yeah, let me try this one. Yeah. It reminds me of like a Chardonnay almost.
1: Yeah. I I don't know, but I'm a big fan of this one.
0: Yeah, the one before was better. That Chilean one was good.
1: Yeah. Hang on. Let me see if he can. He's not paying attention to me. It's um, I guess like if he comes back over here, guys, I can probably ask him
0: what the name of
1: it is. But the second one we did not like. The first one we liked a lot.
0: Yeah. Definitely. So well, we should tell them a bit about this place. Uh, we've been here several times. We're, we're doing a brunch thing. A very late brunch.
1: This is like a dinner. Early. dinner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I had the uh, braised short rib. It was delicious. What would you have? I got see. I was good. Well, I, not that good. We wait. We started off with
1: oysters. Like we had what? What? 12 plus six. So. You know,
0: yeah, eighteen oysters. Eighteen we had oysters
1: we share West Coast and East Coast. The
0: cushies, with um, duck berries,
1: and then we—I ordered this lobster and brie kind of cheese thing. It's, it comes with pita. Um, and then I ordered a coastal salad, which is my favorite, and then a side of French fries. My husband ordered Michael. What did you get? A salad. He ordered a Caesar salad with steak on top and then y'all had what
0: Juliana got the uh, grilled octopus. So we shared that. That was amazing.
1: Was we, it good? Because I've never tried it there.
0: Yeah, I, we always get octopus if it's on the menu, especially okay. if it's not fried, which is kind of hard to find. Yeah.
1: But that's why I like it because it's very like it literally is a cute vibe. They had heaters outside for us yesterday or you know today. And um
0: they got the string lights and the green wall. I'm a sucker for both those things.
1: <laughs> um, but like it's just I love coming here. They always have like a live person singing and it's just fun vibes. So we come here a lot. Well, we 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 did. They took my favorite thing off the menu. I stopped coming. And then now that it's back, I am back in action. So
0: shout out to Diana. She's a great server there. We've known her for a while. She's good friends with my wife. She does a great oh. job. Um, and then like if you go on our Instagram
1: page, I took some pictures and then um They have like all types of rosés. It's so yummy, so yummy, and you can just get whatever you want. They even have a full bar, so if you don't want rosé, you can even get a liquor drink. But it's a fun little thing. They have a back room for private parties, and they're just very accommodating.
0: Did you know that lobsters don't die of old age? I did not know that. (laughs) They have to be killed. Like they they just—they don't—they don't just die from being old. Something has to eat it. Well,
1: I'm sure we have killed a lot of lobsters because I ordered that lobster and breed um, cheese dip multiple times. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> but like, should we lobster. study lobsters and find out what, like what's the gene that like creates longevity? I don't know. You know, we should pull that because that could be the <laughs> like everlasting
1: life. <laughs> it must be something they eat off the bottom of the ground.
0: So should we try to get one of our spouses on the podcast? We talked about doing some interviews. Julianna is not
1: ready to talk right now. (laughs) So, um, but no, we, um, we're still trying to figure out this year. This is season three, which I'm so happy about. We made it this long. Um, Y'all have been wonderful. Like, just let us know what y'all want us to talk about. Like if it's more current events, if y'all have a specific topic that y'all are just like this has nothing to do with physical therapy or medical, but I just want to know your opinion. Ask us, DM us, follow us on Instagram. Please listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. We are everywhere, which we're so excited that we are growing. Um, but just let us know what you want, because this, this we decided we, like, we had a set format and, you know, we got some feedback from some people. So we're trying to change it up a little bit. So we're just trying to like figure out what y'all want to hear. If you want us to just bullshit and just drink wine and just shoot the shit and just like have fun, I'll be happy to do that. Or if you want us to talk about something specific, let us know.
0: Yeah. And I like to nerd out. So please email me any kind of questions, uh, physical therapy related, nutrition. I love talking nutrition. I can go on for hours on that. So please uh, email me specifically, Chris at dynamicnaples That's probably the best email for for me. Or the, what's the other one, Bree?
1: Or the our podcast is in bottles two three nine at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, either either one of those will work. And uh, yeah, I love to nerd out. So hit me up. So so excited. So Chris we're out
1: here, like I said, in this beautiful setting It's so nice. The one cold day or night of the year in Naples. Um, Let's look at because I think it's like 52 53 degrees out here. Mm -hmm. We were laughing because Chris and Juliana just got back from upstate New York. And they were just saying how it feels colder in Naples now than it did up there. And it was like 18 degrees.
0: It was eight degrees. Eight. Uh, well, never mind. Eight. Me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. I, you know, I guess it's just we're not dressed the same, but it just feels different when it's colder. I don't know. It's like, I guess I you're mentally like you're, prepared. It's not
1: supposed to be cold down here. Yeah. And just, that is why it feels
0: different. We went up there to go skiing. We were mentally prepared to be cold, put on my you know, our Dickies and our Long Johns. And so I guess we were just prepared. That's all. But it definitely feels super cold out here. And
1: I was like, I was looking around. I was like, people are still wearing like flip-flops and stuff like that's crazy to me
0: well uh ellie seems like she needs your attention
1: ellie just always wants to talk she's just she's a very sociable baby she's just like her mom so she's just like let me see what's going on talk to me love on me i know baby So she loves being out and about, but we are actually about to leave soon because she has a very strict bedtime. Her mama has her on and we do not play around with that.
0: That's good. I'm still working to get my bed. My kids on bed on time. It doesn't happen. Do y'all hear her? Hang on.
1: Tell everybody, Hey, say, Hey, say, Hey, you don't want to talk. (laughs) You're just talking up a storm. Hey Ellie! Of course. Now she's camera shy, (laughs) trying to act like she's all modest and
0: stuff. Just like our spouses. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, so Chris?
0: Yeah, good. Um, is there
1: anything else you want to talk about today?
0: Uh, no. I think I think I said it all. Did my vegetable oil rant? Talked about lobsters. I'm good. About
1: lobsters.
0: (laughs) Oh, I got a tip actually. That's the same. What we can do too. cooking tips. Um, I learned this from a, this French chef. It's an awesome tips. So if you're like steaming lobster, the way to know that's perfectly done. Like I don't, I cook a lobster kind of often and I never use a timer. You, you can look at when the tail and the abdomen separate. That's perfect. That's where you take it out right then. So when the tail
1: and the abdomen separate, the mm-hmm. lobster is good to go.
0: Yeah. It's usually like a tight junction and you will see it separate about, you know, a couple of millimeters. It's very obvious that it's done.
1: Well, I probably won't be cooking lobsters anytime soon, but if I ever did, that is good to know. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right, Bree, anything else you want to say?
1: That is it for me.
0: All right, this is popping bottles. We'll see you next week. See ya. Do you have unexplained pain, or do you wonder just how healthy you are? When was the last time you had your blood tested? Blood chemistry analysis is a great way to stay ahead of any health conditions, and now you can have control of your health with Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked is an incredible company that sends blood tests to your home. You can choose from over 30 different tests, whether that's liver function, testosterone, micronutrient, cholesterol, or C-reactive protein, which is a marker for inflammation. It's sent to you with free shipping and you get your results in two to five days, no physician referral needed. Use the code DPT30 for 30% off. Go to letsgetchecked.com and use the code DPT30.